I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with Coach John Newberry from the University of Central Arkansas. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm so glad to be here right now. Uh, and we're so excited to have you and just hear the story that you have to share with us about your team travels and um, just to get to know you better. So one of the first questions I wanted to ask you is if you could tell us about the highs and lows of your season. Yeah, so one of the lows from the season was that um, it's, it's a high and a low at the same time, but you'll kind of understand it as I go along with this. Uh, so my former boss, Jenny Jones Chapman, um, so she was my former boss, and, and she and her husband, who lives in St. Louis, it's, it's a very, very complicated story, but um, she was kind of long-distancing her relationship. She ended up having to uh, stay at home because she was due with her very first child in early July. Yeah. And so told me and my assistant coach uh, with me, Marissa Collins, uh, she turned us into associate head coaches, both of us, and said, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to spend family time and you guys got this. Y'all have been here. Y'all have done that. And um, next thing I know, so late October, early October uh, kind of comes around and, and uh, she's like, hey, uh, I know I'm supposed to be back right now, but I'm extending my maternity leave. You guys got this. <laughs> and so kind of mid-November, she's like, she calls the both of us like, hey, can y'all talk? And then all of a sudden, uh, right after one of our games that we had, and she said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and resign. I'm going to call Dr. Teague, our athletic director, and I'm going to let him know right now. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so we, we, uh, she let him know, and we finished out the rest of the season. Um, and at that time, I think we were like two and six or something crazy like that. Like we were in the rust bracket. <laughs> wow. it, was not, it was not a great season, but uh, we kind of – mending some uh illnesses and you know yeah. injuries together and then uh we ended up going on a seven game win streak and we finished out the rest of our season winning everything wow. and uh it, it was a great uh great job by the team um a little bit of settling nerves for me and marissa on our side we kind of knew what the future for holds and then our athletic director said hey um we're gonna hire from within it's gonna be one of you guys and yeah. so um, and, and that was good to know because, you know, it's, it's my alma mater. I've been in Conway for 17 out of my 19 years um, wow. uh, since being in college there. And so it was stressful, uh, sure, but it was also a good time because I've been a part of this program for so long. And uh, anyway, so that, that was kind of the high side of things of just kind of on that seven-game win streak. And then the low is – you know, you've got a boss who you're extremely comfortable with. You've got a great thing going because the previous year we, you know, we finished second in conference and we also had, um, in 2017, uh, we ended up going to the NCAA tournament. We beat everybody in our conference at the wow. conference tournament. And so, uh, you know, there, there's great things to come with that. Um, and so there's that, there's that high side of that, of, of having that camaraderie. Yeah. And the low side of, of your boss saying, hey, listen, I'm going to spend family time, which we're excited for. But at the same time, we've got a great thing going. And why, uh, like it kind of, it hurts to kind of miss that. 
you know, on, on yeah. another side of it. So that, that was kind of the highs and lows of things of this last season. Oh my goodness. And you never know what's going to actually come in the season. So I love how you guys were able to like deal with everything that happened. And I don't know, I'm very, I'm impressed by what you guys were doing. Yeah, awesome. no, it, it's, it's, uh, it's been a good time as far as just a, like a great learning curve yeah. for me, me and Marissa, my associate head coach with me currently. And um, so like we, we learned a lot for sure. But at the same time, it's it, man, we went through a lot of trials. I, I can't tell you how many coaches I called like, hey, we're in this situation. What would you do? And so I got to be able to pick brains of everybody else around me and figure things out. Oh, that's awesome. Especially because you're relying on other people too, because it, it can be tough being a coach. And I don't know, I have a lot of respect for coaches, especially the coaches I've had growing up. And so I see those traits in you that I, I really like. I was wondering, how did you get to be a coach, John? Yeah, this, and this is probably uh, the most peculiar story. And I'm, I'm going to bullet point as much as I can. But, you know, <laughs> I, I played football all of my life. I grew up in southeast Arkansas. So Louisiana was nine miles away from me. And the Mississippi River was 30 miles away from me. Wow. There's no volleyball there. No. Even to, even to this day, like, that's unheard of. And so uh, for me, uh, I relied solely on my wife. She, uh, when I graduated from, well, let me back up just a, like a year. So 2004, yeah. when we were graduating from college, I went to go play city league and uh, volleyball. And I, I'll never forget, I went up to go hit the ball as hard as I can. I swung, I was on the outside hitter position, and I missed the ball with everything I had. <laughs> and I landed on both of my feet, which is yes. key. And the ball hit my head, which was bald. And then, uh, the ball landed on the other side of the net over the blocker, and I scored a point. So that was my very first kill. Uh, I went for it, uh, completely screwed up. I missed, but I still got the kill. My side of the court, like, landed on the ground. We were laughing so hard. And honestly, uh, from then, it's been a struggle for the next two years after that because I just – I never understood why the most athletic person – has to leave the court sometimes. Like, you're, this is the biggest, you know, total jock move. But like, <laughs> why can't this person take every ball? And so my wife just wants to punch me on my face. And so, um, so while she was coaching club uh, in high school, I just, uh, when, when I got done with my work uh, at my house, I would go and help her out at her high school here in town in Conway, Arkansas. Wow. And, and I'd go and, you know, serve and chip in some balls, hit some down balls. And I got really good at it. Like, it was easy. Uh, wow. And then I would come home and I'm like, like, Brittany, why would you do this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And she would argue back with me. And, and then it got to this point where she'd quit arguing with me. And so I, I uh, being from Central Arkansas and, and UCA, I, I turned to the head coaches at the time, which was uh, Stephen McRoberts. And, um, and I turned to him, and then uh, David McFatridge at the time, which yeah. was my former boss back in the day, turned to him as a lot, and he, he let me coach a 16-year-old team. And I was like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. So my middle back is going to be my free safety. Uh, my two wing defenders, you're going to be my cornerbacks. Just, I mean, to total football terminology, because that's all I knew, because I played yeah. football in college. And um, so, like, we're going to play cover one which honestly is still that that's a typical defense for volleyball. Um, uh, but in football terms <laughs> and, uh, I was like, here's what we're going to do. So we did this and 
and we won a lot. Um, my, the parents were frustrated, but we still won. And so on the relations side of my, of my life, um, the, uh, the new head coach at the time, David McFatridge, he uh, invited me to come be a part of his coaching staff as the recruiting coordinator. I had wow. no, idea, no idea what I was doing, but I was highly relational, and I was genuinely very, very excited. And everybody's always told me that, hey, listen, all this high that you're on right now and all this video you're watching all the time, it's going to fade. And I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, it's, it's never faded. Wow. I'm, I'm very excited. I, like, I, I wake up genuinely very, very excited every single day for whatever is going to happen because I have no idea, but I love my, it's not a job, but that's, yeah. that's the way it's been since day one for me, sir, uh, coaching volleyball. So, wow. Oh my yeah. goodness. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And I love how you said you played college football and now you're here. You are coaching college volleyball. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's quite the turn. There's a lot of parallels to it. Um, and, and I've been through this recruiting process myself from going from top, top, top division one, I mean, very high level, and then ending up at a Division two school at the time, which was UCA. Now we're, now we're Division one, but ending up at a Division two school and having the time of my life and earning very high accolades and everything, um, I'm very thankful for the process that I've been through and, and can relate to a lot of people now because of that process. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I always love seeing where coaches come from and how they get you know, you know, to where they're at because everyone's story is so different. So thank you. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I guess what are some of your most memorable travel experiences? You know, all of them are going to be NCAA tournament stuff. You know, my, my very first tournament, um, you know, we went 29 and uh, 29 and four uh, or 29. Yeah. 29 and four. The next year we went 30 and five. And then the third NCAA tournament, we went 29 and four again. Wow. And so my three out of the last uh, seven years at UCA have been very memorable because we've, we've had a lot of great success. And so those NCAA tournaments are the best. Um, you know, you get to go as the underdog as a mid-major sport and fairly new to the, uh, to the uh, Division I realm. And so my first year, we got to go to Washington. And, uh, you know, our, our mascot for volleyball is called the Sugar Bears. Now, I, I need to let you know, I am all male. Like, I, I am a, a manly man, as I like to say. And <laughs> yeah. so having sugar bears is very difficult for me across the, the front of my shirt. Um, but I have embraced it, and we have done well, and we've beat the crap out of some teams that did not expect us to beat them. Um, but going to the NCAA tournament, my, you know, my first year going to Washington, um, my second year, we were the third seed team and ended up having to play Purdue and ended miserably because they, <laughs> they got everybody back. Oh. Uh, they, they, they were, they were completely like endless of injuries. Like everybody's back. Um, I'll never forget that game. I talked to Dave Shondell every single time we see each other, like, man, remember that game? And I'm like, yes, I do, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yes, and I then. Our, our most recent tournament was 2017. We went to uh, play USC in the uh, first round, and we had a four-set match with them. For, in our, our conference, that was the second time in conference history that our, uh, that our conference had ever gone past three sets, ever. This is the second time. And so that was a, that was a memorable, game, memorable game. We thought we had USC, and, and we had them in the first set. 
and, and we were up 23 to 21 and just honestly, we, they, they had some great, just lucky things that happened to them. And that's part of the game, but it let all the steam out of our sail and we ended up losing that game, but I'll never forget it. Um, we had, we had five different defenses we ran and it, it just, it worked to perfection. We just offensively, we just couldn't match up with them. They had two all Americans on their side of the court and plus, you know, 18 others that could have been all American. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but, wow. so that's it. That's, that's my most memorable, uh, memorable sides of uh, volleyball so far. Oh, that's amazing. No. And I love, I love that you guys just pushed through and kept going. And I love listening to how teams just keep working hard, you know, and I've noticed yeah. a lot of, even like with travel of any sort, whether it be to, you know, a different team's court or a different country or anything like you grow so much closer as a team. Yes. Absolutely. And, that, and that, it's funny you say that. Like, if I can go back and say the most memorable times, it, it wasn't about the game. It was about the chemistry of that year. Like, that's yeah, – yeah, we, we had some athletes, but um, – and I say some. Like, we had athletes. I'm just comparing them to these top elite eight power five schools yeah. that we played against. And, and yeah, we're, we're touching 10 foot two, 10 three on a wow. high day. And these guys are touching 10, eight, 10, 10 oh. on a, on a normal day. And so like, yeah, we, we had everything up against us, but yeah. at the same time, the chemistry is what made it um, beyond anything else. It's true. It's true. That's like what you remember. And that's how, yeah. that's what you remember those team bonds. And I feel like that happens when you go through adversity as a team and things like that. So. I could exactly. have said it better myself. Yeah. What is one thing that no one knows about you that you could share with us? Oh, Lordy. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, and I knew you were going to ask this question and I don't know where to go. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this right now. I, I can go in a minute, uh, several different directions. Um, so on one side of things, I'm very musical, but um, the very, a lot of people don't know this side of me, but I used to do prison ministry full time before I got into volleyball. Wow. Uh, full-time and so the very first people that ever found out that I was going to move from prison ministry to full-time volleyball was uh four ladies on Texas women's death row whoa no, no one like very very few people know this it's a very deep conversation but we went in me, me and my wife got to spend breakfast with four ladies at Texas death row and uh, I I know all four of them I've never visited with them in prior years Um, but I know their story two of them since then and and this is 2000 uh, 2012 uh, when I visited with them Uh, we had breakfast with them Uh, our my whole entire intention was to just have fun with them that they are facing a sentence that is about to end their life and they made they made some pretty poor decisions in their life yeah. to, to say the least of it. And so, um, you know, I just wanted to go in, go in there, uh, into this, uh, little meeting area, um, in uh, Gatesville, Texas, and just, just be able to make them laugh because I'm, I'm sure that they are facing something that we, me and you and me, you know, billions of other people will never face, but I wanted them to laugh. Because yeah. I know that laughter brings the heart. It's you know it's great medicine for everybody, and so they were the very first people to find out. So that's something that no one really knows. Wow! Yeah, and I think that's awesome that you wanted them to laugh because I think um, it shows that you care, and I think that translates over to being a coach. You know, it's 
exactly um, caring about your team you know that's going to take you guys far and so yeah that's so true it is true oh i love that well thank you so much for sharing that with us that's so cool and unique the next question i had for you is if you're an athlete um, wanting to play for a team or university what would your specific advice be to them oh that's another great question <laughs> um uh so somebody you know okay um so for me i'm gonna go back to my experiences um my freshman year in college, I weighed 142 pounds, five foot 11. I'm like not a big guy. Uh, now, granted, I'm, I'm not a middle linebacker. I was a punter and a kicker, but <laughs> yeah. still, like you know, I'm still an athlete. Come on, give me some. Yes, practice. yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still had to catch the ball in order to punt it across the field. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, you know, my thing is that like, forget the naysayers. You know, forget the people who, who are saying to you that you're too small or you're not going to be good enough. You're not going to be big enough. Forget them. You know, what's going to motivate you? Is, is it to play in college or is it to play, um, you know, at, at your highest level in high school? Like, what is it? What's, what's going to drive you? Um, and the thing about it is that, you know, college is just a small part of your life. It's, it's a great tool for you to grow and get ready for the uh, adulting life, as we say. But what's going to help prepare you the most? And if you're an athlete on side of things, then, you know, do things that are extra. Don't like, and I hate to say to people to compare yourself to the person next to you, but at the same time, like be better than the person next to you. Like, yeah. what are they doing? Like do something that is in your own terms, do something that's just a, a little bit greater than them or a little bit better than them and, and challenge yourself on just a little bit of a, like a 1%, just challenge yourself on something that you're not great at and, um, and go from there and learn how to have that, that instinct to, uh, you know, killer mentality or, or a, uh, an, an aggressive mindset, that grit mentality as a lot of people say. Um, one of my favorite qu uh, quotes, and, and I say this all the time in my gym, is from John Wooden. And he says that you'll never, uh, you'll never rise to the occasion. You'll always sink to your highest level of training. Mm. And, and like, to me, that resonates so much because, you know, I, I can only prepare my team so much. And then, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not a sitter uh, when it comes to game time. Like I'm standing up, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm in the 10 foot line, like right there in the down <laughs> ref. Uh, like I'm trying to just, just absolutely make the down ref irate if we're down. Like that's, I'm sorry, but you just made a horrible call, you know, but uh, my, my job as a coach is to prepare my team for, to, to be able to sink to their highest level of training. And so, and that, if you can do that as a coach, great, but as a player, sink to your highest level of training so that you, whether you can do that in crunch time, you don't have to rise to the occasion. You don't have to put all this extra pressure. You've been there. You've done that. Oh, I love that. No, that's so true because if you've been practicing that way, it's going to come out naturally in the games. Yeah, yeah, you've been there, done that. And, uh, yeah. you know, championships are won through that grit mentality. But you've, if you talk to a lot of championship mentalities, like they've been there. That, that, that team chemistry is already there. But what is that extra little – what's that extra little thing that just ticks inside of your team? And, and I think that it's all that preparation that you had from previous – you know, all that grit mentality and all that work that you put in prior to that preparation. Yeah. And I, I loved also how you mentioned, um, you know, work harder and push yourself harder. Cause I think 
what helps people be, you know, different and stand out is, are those people that are working extra hard to, you know, be above the level. And I think that's an awesome insight. Yes. Well, perfect. Um, John, what is your next adventure? Yeah, so this is my going to be my very first uh, year, this 2019 season as a head coach, and and we're in a very peculiar time, you know, with this coronavirus going on. We're we are literally, as we are talking right now, we are in the absolute peak time of it, according to all the the news media and all that stuff, and um, you know, so I I don't know, I I genuinely don't know. It, it's uh, you know, have I prepared enough as as a person? Has I pre- have we prepared enough as a staff? Has my team prepared um, outside of the things that I'm not allowed them to do, you know to help be prepared for? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions right now, I, and I I genuinely cannot answer those questions. I don't know. Um, the only thing that I know right now is that I can only build a relationship with the girls through this phone conversations that I have and FaceTime and you know, all these Zoom meetings that we have on a weekly basis, I, I can only do uh, that, you know, for myself and then my staff as well. You know, we had a little bit of a spring, but it, we didn't get into the heart of it, um, you know, playing other teams. And so, you know, that it's a little bit of a low, but at the same time, like we're kind of part of history. And so I, I feel like there's got to be the side of me that's got to be optimistic, yeah. Um, instead of pessimistic and be like, man, this is awesome. Like everybody's going through the same thing right now. And like, let's enjoy this. So my wife right now is six and a half months pregnant. I'm wow. expecting my very first child at the end of June, oh, early yeah. July. And so honestly, like I, I'm genuinely very excited for <laughs> this coronavirus. Um, otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I, would be, I, I would be full of camps, uh, full of just nonstop admin stuff and I'm getting it done right now. So, oh, you know, yeah. I, I've got to think on a positive side of things and be, you know, very accepting and agreeable of the way that we're on with whether we are right now as an economy. And yeah, we're going to have some budget cuts. We're going to have to do some things, but all it, all it is is that we get to have more fun and just do it in a different way to me. And so just like take the punches let's roll with it and see where this goes. So I, I don't know, uh, like that's the scary side, but at the same time, like who cares? Like let's yeah. just go with it and have a great time with it. And we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can with it. It's true. It's like, I can see that you're, you know, taking a leap of faith, just trusting it's all going to work out, but enjoying the moment while it's going on, which I think exactly. is, is key, you know, to enduring through like the coronavirus situation. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can only do, uh, as much as the NCAA allows us to do. Yeah. And, and other than that, like, let's just have a great time. So our Zoom meetings with our team are just, they're funny. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, uh, there's some things like, you know, they're, they're posting videos of some, all the things that we, like no one else gets to see. Like I get to see them of like, oh my God, you're such an idiot kind of deal. <laughs> and like those are the best moments. Like the, like we will always remember as a team, but no one else gets to see, uh, gets to see. And so like we're getting to enjoy those, those things as a team, you know, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or something like that. Like those are, those are some fun things that right now that we're, we are remembering and it's building rapport within the team yeah. that, that they might not see it, but they are. No, it's so true. And I feel like I love your viewpoint as you're allowing this time to help your team grow closer 
you know, rather than the opposite because you, you aren't together yeah. physically, but you can still be together over um, Zooms and, I don't know, still getting closer and pursuing those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's the most important thing is that relationship side. You know, knowing that they've all got each other's back, knowing that they're all going through the same thing together, they're challenging each other. And, and we as a staff, like, we're just kind of rolling with the punches, like, oh, shoot, this, this kind of, this sucks. But it is what it is. Like, let's just, let's go. All right, gloves on, let's fight. So true. Oh, it's so true. And John, thank you so much. Thank you so much for just sharing these things with us today and letting us get a glimpse into your wonderful team. It's been great talking to you and um, I've loved hearing your unique stories and your insights just on the wonderful sports and travel. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.